Is is Ashley totally out, or is this the group? Ashley is. This is the group. Ashley's totally out. Joey's Ashley's gonna right be here. Ashley. Uh, Ashley's right here, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Am I speaking to Ashley now? <laughs> but Ashley will not be with us for this uh, recording. But we've got we've got a backup. Keep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 72, The Rainwilds Chronicles, book three, City of Dragons, prologue through chapter four. And I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader. I'm Eli, and I'm a new reader. I'm Elena, I'm a new reader. And I'm Ashley, a first time reader, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're, I'm, I'm really glad that she lives 900 miles away so she can hear us. You can edit that out still. Oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, she could, but she won't, so. <laughs> All right, we've got no corrections, omissions, or announcements, but we do have some mail, so let me pull this up. Ooh, who um, sent us birds this week? All right, this this mail is called Thanks from a New Fan, and it's from Shike. Shike. Uh, hey, all I was in deep distress after finishing Fool's Fate, and I am so glad I found you. This book broke me. Same. <laughs> <laughs> after, after their parting, I didn't care about anyone else, especially Molly and his billion new kids. Ugh. <laughs> also same. The podcast made me laugh with you and process, so thank you. You're welcome, Shikay. I support Molly Hate. Uh, let's see. We've also got emails from listener Jenny. Well, tweets, but I'm calling them mail. Let me pull them up. <laughs> it's bird mail. Yeah, it's our bird mail. Um, so Jenny has found a song called The Paragon Rag. Oh. <laughs> yeah i don't know it was it's music i can't read it i don't know what it sounds like but she was nice enough to also link us to someone who is uh performing it on a piano and it's very it's ve- very jaunty oh wait that's a commercial that's a commercial Hold because on. you don't have premium <laughs> <laughs> you can edit the. we can audit we can um edit in the raw feed also no, this is much better and more okay. speed. Ready? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a western. I can yeah. uh, totally <laughs> imagine Paragon sailing the high seas with... <laughs> Crewed Where's entirely by pirates. Spittoon. <laughs> 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 where, 
does it get really dark at the end of this rag and that's when he like rolls over and threatens to murder everybody on yes. the boat it just blends directly into the imperial march and that's it Dylan we are going to do your email in spoilers so stay tuned Dylan you're just going to have to wait you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> well, some of us don't get to hear it at all, so. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan, for the message I won't get to see. Uh, all right, so the first up is the prologue, and that's going to be Ashley. Oh, yeah. Um, I've read all these books, and this one is my favorite hey, chapter. This <laughs> has characters that you know. I, I do know these characters. <laughs> Gross. So just uh, FYI, if the listeners Ashley wrote this, uh, <laughs> and I'm not am, here, and now Joey will be reading it for the first time. Go surprise! <laughs> I am not Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do an Ashley impression the whole time. That would be awful. Please do it. This is the first time I've read this, so we'll see how it goes. We interrupt the sex. No, I gotta go- read the title. <sighs> the title is. <laughs> <laughs> Plot summary, prologue, Tintaglia and Icefire. We interrupt the sexcapades of Tintaglia and Icefire for a short battle that turns out to be the equivalent of an ant army being sprayed with a can of raid. Tinty and Icefire were cruising the skies after a nice gorging, and they decided to go to a quaint lake to remove the blood and guts of, of their dinner from their hot bods. Well, it's Intaglia's hot bod. She's perfection, while Icefire's body is still healing after being trapped in ice forever. She's caught checking herself out in the mirror and has zero shame, saying, Damn, girl, you snatched! <laughs> <laughs> This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) This is gold. (laughs) While Tintaglia really just wants to fly far south to the desert and roll her hot body in even hotter sand, Ice Fire keeps bringing them to the same spot from his memory. In reality, Tinty knows his old man, Bod, really just can't handle the journey to the desert. Let this be a healthy argument for dating people within your age range. (laughs) (laughs) Tintaglia shares the cracks in their relationship, which from the outside may seem like a whirlwind romance of boning in the sky. However, she's contemplated leaving her crotchety critical bow. It's critical. But like so many, she's afraid of being alone and has stuck with him. A tale as old as time. I'm going to scroll for you. It's like I'm turning the music pages for him. Yeah. <laughs> as the two swoop in for a landing, the ants reveal themselves. They have little ant arrows and nets and think that somehow their pathetic attempts will win them a dragon. The dragons crash land and Icefire immediately yells... Who the fuck do you think you are? While shaking his bottle of raid, he opens fire and disintegrates anything in the raid's path. Tintaglia is watching, jaw dropped, and gets snared by a net and poked. Snared by I can't read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and gets snared by a net and poked by a stick. 
She finally remembers <laughs> she has her own can of Raid and gives it a good spray. She's able to get out of the net, and it's her turn to yell, You've messed up with the wrong fucking dragon lady, bitch. And proceeds with slashing away at the attackers. She flaps her wings to fully shake loose from the net, and one of those little scumbags hits a tender spot with an arrow. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how she would say fuck. 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 She then peeks over to Ice Fire, who is snapping the humans into just into two just for giggles terror is is an oh jesus terror is and it's not my words someone's possessing me terror is as it's a tongue twister terror is as important as killing they must be taught never to even think of attacking dragons a few we must allow to escape to carry the tale home but only a few Tentaglia takes the pro tip and proceeds to just snap a few limbs off of some humans and then melts their friends with a wall of raid. That should do it. We flash forward to the dragons circling in the sky as they watch the surviving attackers flee. They head back down to, the, to nosh on some fresh bods and Tinty is confused why they were attacked to begin with. Humans had always been dumb. They, but they still praised her and served her, even if it took some bullying. But Icefire's recollection is different. He says humans hate dragons, and that the ones who Brown knows and bring them gifts are merely putting on a show. Before he became a dragon, humans sought to destroy all dragons. They poisoned their herds in hopes to kill a dragon that ate them. That then ate them. <laughs> this, this might be the Applejack. <laughs> <laughs> they kidnapped and tortured elderlings and destroyed the elderlings' pillars used for traveling. The few dragons they did manage to kill, they made into tonics and medicines. Tintaglia says she has no memory of such things, and Icefire tells her she's dumb and ignorant, which she doesn't sit well with her. She asks him what happened to humans back then, and Icefire says they were destroyed. They go to snack on human dinner, dodging those in armor. Tintaglia isn't so sure about this particular delicacy, thinking of her human friends Rain, Malta, and Selden, who she admits she abandoned. As they are <laughs> selecting the dinner from the buffet, they find one legless boy still alive, begging for his life. He spills the tea and tells them the army was sent by the Duke of Chalced. They had no choice but to try to bring back dragon parts because their families had been taken hostage. To return without dragons would be death to them all. And with that, Icefire snatches him up and gulps him down. Fresh meat, no sense in letting it go to waste. Mm. Hey, our assholes. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. You're welcome. You're released. Okay, yeah, because none of this isn't going to make any sense to me. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's where Tintaglia's been. Nice for her to at least think about the people she abandoned. I'm really <sighs> sad for her. I mean, well, like... Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, obviously she, you know, made her choice to abandon her post and go run around sky-fucking with, like, ice fire, but apparently, like he sucks and i don't know i just feel like it would be really nice for one of the 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 ladies in this series to not have had to experience an abusive relationship before she got a good one remember how fitz was like we should leave him in the ice (laughs) (laughs) 
he wanted to be in the ice, we should leave him there. Dutiful. It's your fault. Uh, well, I mean, the, I guess for Tintaglia, she's also supposed to be looking for other dragons, right? Like, it's not just a vacation. That's true. <laughs> it seems like a vacation. Did they really expect to find other dragons? Shouldn't she have stayed with the ones that were, like, there? Well, because she thinks that they are, you know, malformed and not going, they're not going to be anything. So she needs to find others. That don't exist. Right. What do we think about this I, This uh, history lesson from Ice Fire? The humans sought to get rid of dragons. And... Is it like, is it Chalced specific? Is it? Well, what I, my question is, is there a connection between that and whatever calamity it was that destroyed all the elderling cities and mm. or like destroyed mm. the witness towns. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, it An could be an angry sentient volcano. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> there were, you know, maybe they thought, okay, well we'll get rid of the elderlings because they helped the dragons and then it backfired or you know, like they put a bomb in a volcano or something. <laughs> I want this flashback. I mean, in defense of the humans, if the dragons were like all the time eating their sheep, you know, I might dip them in some hemlock too. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't blame humans for hating dragons. They kind of suck. Yeah, if they come like... It's not like one, dra- like maybe one dragon comes by every season, but if every dragon comes by once a season, that's their whole flock. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if, if the dragons don't have an accord with the, with that set of humans where they offer them some kind of protection or recompense or, you know, something to make it okay, then yeah, like they're just awful. Well, they're right. Just then it's just like you're getting raided yeah. by dragons every once in a while. It's like yeah. Skyrim. And you're eventually Skyrim. you have to fight back. <laughs> Yeah, every time. Well, so my Skyrim is broken. Every time I go to Whitehall, a dragon, a dead dragon falls from the sky. That sounds great. That sounds better than regular Skyrim. <laughs> it's stupid. But, you know, it's... It seems like if dragons become... I mean, dragons will eat each other, right? So maybe if they, they become too populous, they fight each other, and then they eat each other, and then that's how they control their population. But I mean, for a human, that would be a devastating you know, problem, because they'd probably have to eat all the humans and all their livestock before they got to that point. So I can, like, I can see the you know, organized human kingdoms of yore <laughs> not being so... Dragon-friendly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair. If they were all just nicer to each other. I thought that this uh, this intro chapter was as shocking to suddenly get Tintaglia's view as having Joey suddenly come in and read Ashley's <laughs> chapter. <laughs> so I thought it was a good fit. Yeah, I I also thought it did a lot in a very short period of time. 
it tells us you know a lot of history it tells us where where the duke of Chalcid is you know what tintaglia and icefire are doing this book stuff. suddenly has a lot of new perspectives yeah it, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm into it shall we move on to chapter one sure. chapter one yeah go for it the duke and the captive do we have a, it with do we hmm? have a content warning on this chapter no what's one's the, nothing uh... happened in this chapter you're okay. lucky that you got what i gave you okay honestly. great um the duke and the captive is killing it with these chapter titles new book new hob in full disclosure i barely read this (laughs) (laughs) quote there has been no word says the messenger to the duke who sent the message then who paid this person to send this blank text don't they have pigeons why not just send nothing the Duke of Chelsea sits in his closed concept mix citadel on his throne, surrounded by a tiny stone hinge. <laughs> the Duke waves his hand, the messenger flees, the Duke parts his lips, and a servant runs to give him fresh water. The Duke whines, Where's my dragon bits? and the world's <laughs> smallest violin plays. We learn that, oopsie, the Duke accidentally disposed of most of his sons and lost the remaining ones to a plague. Now he has one 30-year-old gay daughter who probably <laughs> killed all three of her husbands so that she could live her life in peace, writing poetry and kissing girls. This storyline was sponsored by Emily Dickinson. <laughs> Jealous of sons and the concept of sons, the Duke asks the <laughs> Chancellor about his. Then he reminds the Chancellor that he himself has none, and that today the Chancellor can keep his two sons. But tomorrow, if they don't get good news, he's going to adopt them, and then who will have no sons? (laughs) That'll show him. (laughs) The scene is a lot more interesting if you picture both these characters as Palpatine. Unlimited sons. Now we hop over to a bazaar, where we find a tiny freak show on display in a tent, which includes a really messed up, miraculously alive freak of nature and also a two-headed dog. (laughs) (laughs) Creatures of night brought to light. Unfortunately, light is the enemy here because Selden is on display as a nude lizardman. Everyone's disappointed that Selden doesn't have a tail, and I, as a reader, am also disappointed. And if they put the tar man in here, people would go wild for that tail. (laughs) Selden is pretty sickly, though, with a cough that could be the consumption. We're not really sure what color is coming out of his lungs, but it doesn't look great. And it turns out that Selden is about to be sold in, and the two men in the tent are discussing his price his lineage, and how his mom definitely did the do with a dragon. (laughs) I have a family, Selden shouts at them, trying to reason with the men, and the men say, wow, I could go for a cheeseburger and leave. (laughs) Selden sends a plea text up to Tintaglia, who opens the messenger app, sees who it's from, and leaves the convo unread as a new notification. (laughs) bird the bird is the word but not to kim 
who sends a vicious, extremely lengthy letter back to Rayal. And I hope they're not paying per word, because this was two pages long. She says (laughs) the tampering is his fault, and that she demands to speak to his manager, the entire Bird Keepers Guild, and the lady doth protest too much, in my opinion. I've realized that we forgot to do bird mail for the prologue. I've realized that while I was reading that. Which (laughs) makes yours make no sense, so I'm going to pull it up and read it. Just give me a second. Okay. We're super organized here at BuckKeepRadio.com. <laughs> Someone tampered with our messages, so it's our fault. Something, you know, <laughs> stuff, stuff happens, and then... I didn't read it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just drank wine until I fell asleep. <laughs> All right, hold on, I'm getting there. Human car guess. All right. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite song. How did you know? (laughs) The missing. Maybe I will put this in the correct spot via editing. Maybe I won't. Let's see that. The the missing bird mail is from Rayal, acting keeper of the birds, Bingtown, to Kim, keeper of the birds, Kasarik. Greetings, Kim. I have been given the task of conveying to you a complaint that has been received from several of our clients. They allege that confidential messages received show signs of tampering, even though the wax plugs of the message cylinders appear intact. He goes on to describe exactly what he found and then says, No official investigation has been requested yet, and I have begged them to allow me to contact you and request that you speak with Trader Candrel and ask for a demonstration of the sort of sealing wax and impression stamp that he is using for his messages. It is my hope, and the hope of my masters here in Bingtown, that this is merely a matter of inferior, old, or brittle sealing wax being used rather than a case of a keeper tampering with messages. Nevertheless, we would request that you scrutinize any journeymen or apprentice keepers who have come into your employ in the last year. And then he cc'd all their bosses and said, the favor of a swift response is requested. So, (laughs) they have discovered tampered mail. And then, and then, of course, what do we call Kim in the last book? He's a fucking narc. A fucking Karen. narc. Karen. So that fucking narc responded with, if you remember what happened 12 seconds ago. <laughs> what a look How dare you? Do not, do not, not declare me. <laughs> I cannot believe you CC'd my boss. You are an intern. It's, it, to be fair... You know, to, like, send this letter via an intern, probably not the best idea. Well, how long, how long has, has, uh, uh, the, this is, this is, uh, Detozzi's nephew, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, not like, okay, like an intern, really? He's or, a journeyman. He's a journeyman. He's been doing this for a while. He just isn't master of the birds because Eric not hasn't like, retired yet. It's not like Kim is any nicer to Eric. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, no. Kim has no friends. <laughs> Zero friends. Um, but I like that. I like that we've been given this juicy gossip of of male. I mean, what? That's. I mean, that's a big deal. You've got all these traders trying to do business. Some of it might be highly 
sensitive, <laughs> trying to get the up on other traders, and then you've got people reading the mail. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, she had to she had to keep the bird mail spicy since you know we all got so invested in the Detozi Eric uh, courtship. And, you know, obviously that has been happily concluded. And the only question is whether they're going to live here or there. Um, right. Well, so, you know, I'm always trying to connect the mail with the chapter that it's attached to. Seems like it's not. But we also have all of this talk about the Duke of Chalced, who has sort of up until now been you know, like a, a really, a really off-screen character. Like, we've had characters who are like, I'm gonna go sell dragon parts to the Duke of Chalced, but you know, like it's like saying I'm gonna, you know, go work for Google or something. You don't, you know, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> so you go do that then. <laughs> I, I really, I really got the feeling, it was like the same kind of feeling I got when we were introduced to the Satrap. Yeah. It's just, they're just terrible people this this map is littered with just bullshit like governments Mm -hmm. full of people who rule through fear and indolence and just not smart i can't believe that the six duchies hasn't conquered half the world stick them all in a room and let the dragons have a snack and be useful i mean Mm -hmm. think about it like these people versus shrewd these people versus shade really <laughs> the guy who accidentally killed all his sons and he had like 40 <laughs> i know what <laughs> yeah i can't feel sorry for this man in any way since he just killed them all no he's awful he's in every way terrible and his his little throne room is in an old broken skill pillar area right isn't that the i think so yeah let me look let me find it let me find it ah here we go no point in the city was taller than the Duke's hilltop citadel, of course. He's probably a very small man. Once the fortress had stood upon his peak and within its walls, a circle of black standing stones under the open sky had been a place of great magic. Those same stones, the ancient runes on them, obscured and defaced, now lay splayed out in a circle around his throne, flush to the gray flagged floor that had been laid around them. I feel like they should just burn Chalcid to the ground. Nothing good comes from there. Is it a really, really terrible idea to to floor your room in magical portal stones? <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would just, like, I don't know, because he doesn't have the skill, but I just want him to, like, fall through one one day. Well, have we established if the skill pillars work when the when the symbols are obscured i mean they work you just well, the witness stones work so i assume yes yeah you so don't know where you're going so someone could conceivably come through those stones they would either pop up into the throne <laughs> room or be into completely smashed into the ground <laughs> i hope they pop up into the throne room and then stab him in the neck it's like three in the morning and you're like having a wine and you're like what was that that was like three of his sons (laughs) (laughs) my son's teleporting straight into the rock (laughs) yeah not a good idea I guess the skill doesn't really run all that strong in Chalcid guess not why not wonder why yeah they seem to just really hate people with magic they seem to hate everybody 
Do you think that's because those who did have any kind of skill were often converted, called, recruited by elderlings? Or they're just a bunch of jealous They had the brain drain. Anyone with talent left. (laughs) Went to college. Didn't stick around in this backwater. (laughs) Well, I mean, it sucks. It's like the higher you go, the more. It's like Vader, you know? It's like when you have, it's like the quickest way to be promoted is to serve directly in a line that goes to Vader, but it's also like you gotta like time it. (laughs) (laughs) You screw up once. The Man. only thing, not positive, but like the only thing that people actually enjoy that comes out of Chelsea is drugs. <laughs> well, I mean, with all the, the, the shitty like culture and, you know, trauma that they're perpetuating, they'd have to have some pretty good um, escapism. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that. what is their, their entire economy is just based on slaves and drug and sales. Fear. They're America. <laughs> Just like, what do we know about even the lesser people coming from Chalcid? They're just, like, being threatened by the the Duke. Yeah. Like, just kill like, this man. But why is he the Duke? What does that imply? Is he... Who does the Duke have... Is he a runaway Duke from the Six Duchies? Is he... Like, where does that come from? Like, there is there an emperor? Was there an emperor at some point? Right? Like, a Duke is a lesser noble. Yeah. Yeah, is it like... Like, uh... What's his face? I can't remember his name. In Lord of the Rings, where they're just a steward, because oh yeah, he's gone. Lord Denethor. Yes, it's basically like that. So the like you know you have like the king and then all of his dukes. I'm thinking also of the way that the it was structured in like Dune, where like each fiefdom was a a duke, and then they still owed taxes and loyalty and men to. Except that they don't. They just fight. They just fight. But then, like, the six duchies are also full of dukes, but then there still is a king, right? There's still a king of the six duchies, so who's the king of Chalcid? Maybe they didn't see far enough to duck, to buck. They were just like, oh, hey, it's Rippin and Chokes. You guys are dukes. I'm a duke, too. I'm a duke. <laughs> hey, they call themselves duke. I'm a duke. <laughs> we're all dukes. My name's it. duke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Duke, and this is Duke Jr., and this is Duke the Third. That's like the two-headed dog. I'm Duke. <laughs> this is Duke Jr. <laughs> I like that theory, Eli. Yeah. It's not evidence of a greater culture that was destroyed at some point. No. <laughs> His name is just he's, dumb. He just wants to be a Duke, too. <laughs> Even though he's really a king, and he demoted himself. <laughs> He's like, this is a cooler word. I'm going to use it. I like it. It sounds masculine. (laughs) (laughs) It's only two letters off. What else happened? Uh, Selden. We found Selden. Poor Selden. Selden. Poor Selden. Selden. Oh, my God. Ashley, who is not here, has been wondering where Selden has been. (laughs) Naked and afraid. Naked and afraid. So this is so he went to the six duchies to ask for help, and then on his way back, obviously abducted. Cool. Shouldn't have gone that way. He should have nope. gone the other way. Any other way, really. Well, he could have gone through the mountain kingdom. It would have taken yeah. a little bit longer, but, but they're much nicer there, and they don't have to go through Chalcid. 
No one should go through childhood. He probably would have found Kelsingra. Right? He's just standing there waiting for them, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, just like. <laughs> guys, took long guys. enough. <laughs> I just fell through a black stone. Where did you come from? <laughs> Maybe that's how he'll, he can, he can escape. I Everyone hope he can, can escape, escape soon. Oh. Bad news. So Selden is at a freak show and so I guess it's they're like he's not a human being and he's like he's I am a, a human being. They're like it talks. Oh my god. If they were paying him, like I would envy that life. Do you think <laughs> what they really want is an other? They want to, they need to upgrade. They need to go find an other. Yep. Put that now. Put that in the in the show. That's how you make some money. <laughs> that is a tale. The showman, certified freak, seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Selden. He's polite. No, that's not what you need. <laughs> no. <laughs> you need something that leaves a slime trail. Yes. <laughs> and if it can talk at all, like just spits vague prophecies and hisses threats at you, like you know, that, yeah, that's yeah, what you, you want. A fortune that. teller out of uh, <laughs> out of another. Yeah, it has no bones in its arm. <laughs> Rent a kitten, twenty five cents. See what it does. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they so afraid of kittens? Is it because they like because dragons are like cats? I think that cats are supposed to be what happens when dragons interact with the animals of Roteland. Instead of (laughs) humans. They should have a cat in that freak show tent. Yeah. Instead of Selden. Cats are obviously dragons. They're furry dragons. Coming up. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see Selden again, but it is, of course classic hob where i <laughs> wish that i hadn't we thought we thought this one <laughs> character was going to have a relatively like delightful childhood experience and no, then like, has he not grow been through into enough a, an, into an adult <laughs> and like all, all all he had to do was like have you know get away from mom and make friends with the dragon and he was going to live happily ever after oh no no he's just Ray. following his big brother's footsteps you know? <laughs> Yeah, he's like getting smashed. <laughs> yeah, I don't. What? Ugh, he's been through enough. I'm mad. I'm yeah. mad. And he's got he's got tuberculosis. The lung. I've I played Red Dead Redemption. I know what happens. Maybe you should have gone with Fitz. Fitz was like, you're weird. Your head is small. Your neck is long. But you're the same age as my foster son, who I don't really think about very often, except in comparison to other boys his age. You remind It's too much thought, so get out of my face. (laughs) Chapter two. Elena, go for it. Yeah. Chapter two. Dragon battle. Centara. I totally wrote Tintaglia there, uh, but it's... (laughs) Sorry. Blue is blue. Blue is blue. Uh, but let me <laughs> get this right. Okay. Centara 
is having a nice, lovely daydream. Ancestral memories of sand spas and flying and inciting drakes for the chance to beg her favors with just a quick flash of wing, a vague scent of musk, and then... <sighs> oh, but what's this? The actual male dragons around her can tell she's having a sex dream and start fighting over her in the real world like pitiful worms who can't fly and certainly can't chase her through the sky afterward. And she's the most pitiful of all. Oh, with her stupid useless wings, she doesn't deserve to be mated. Mm, so much angst. Callow tries to haul her real hard. And encourages her to try and fly. He's got to, you know, you got to do them reps, girl. And when he doesn't want to listen to her, no. Ranculos tries to get involved and come to her rescue. And pretty soon, Sestican's in on it, too. And then, you know, Centaur's just, like, walking away, like, this ain't my problem. Mercor comes flying in to stop the fray like a real leader. Only, he's not there to stop it. He's there to win it. He stands atop a pile of seething, defeated, flightless drakes and tells Centaura, you're mine. But I'm not banging you till you can fly, so one, get on that, and two, don't start what you can't finish. Burn. Also, <laughs> also I'm nominating Mercor yeah. for most unlikely character arc. I was definitely <laughs> not expecting him to turn into a romance novel hero dragon who's just trying to give his lady wings before he ravages her across the sky. Oh her wings really are that pretty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Thymara comes to attend her and settle Centara's ruffled scales. They commiserate about horndog males who used to be friends and now only have one thing on their mind. Centara suggests Thymara bed Rapscal and be done with it. Not sure I like shipping on the same side as Centara, but I'm still Team Rapmara at this point. Thymara also suggests Centara should be, like, working out her wings and shit. Because you're not going to fly by wishful thinking, and hey, you know, Fenty's working pretty hard on that. Centara has a flashback to Kennet and thinks, I'll just kill her if she flies first. Problem <laughs> solved. Thymara offers to race her to see which of the two of them can fly first, and Centara decides to eat her too, if she wins. Centara looks across the river at Kelsingra and almost remembers the silver well there, and affirms that... Even the dragons are really bummed they can't go hang out in their old favorite place. So sad. Too bad they can't fly. Meanwhile, Cedric is watching Carson stand down Kahlo while Davy and Lecter get their pants pulled up and on over to their dragons to settle the dust from the kerfuffle. <laughs> After the boys get back to keeper business from double 15-year-old penis business, Relpta's two dads set off to gather firewood and talk about how their on-clock sex romps don't count because they're falling in love and exploring each other, and their nephews are just exploring being 15 and boys. Cedric starts having some self-worth flashbacks to being worthless and out of place, but Carson spots it and sighs like, ah, Why are you still thinking about Hest? And Cedric can at least say that he's not thinking about Hest per se, but about the sad shell of a man that Hest had turned him into. Carson claps him on the back and says, Don't worry, old son, you're already beyond that. By the way, that's twice as much firewood as you could carry a month ago. That might keep us warm an entire hour tonight. I'll take <laughs> the other seven in my bundle. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> we well, <laughs> well, all that wood man is worth leaving Bingtown and spending forever in the wilderness for and happy Cedric is as sweet a sight for us as it is for Carson 
Birdmail. Tozy to Rael. Don't let that fucking narc Kim get under your skin. He's obviously got connections higher up. I'll ask around his apprentices, his apprentices that I trained. You stay out of it and stay quiet. By the way, the birds you gave us as a wedding present have already mated and started nests here. Auspicious! We're still debating which of us relocates while our parents wear us down on the giant society wedding when we just want to go to the courthouse and get our own nesting. Wink, wink. All right, I'm going to scroll up from the beginning since I can hear Ashley talking in my head. <laughs> so, Centara has a sex stream and everyone knows. Embarrassing. And everyone suffers for it. And everyone suffers. Including us. Including, us. <laughs> <laughs> including me. <laughs> yeah, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> it's like, okay. Just, I don't want to hear about Dragon Musk and... <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. Classing. And heat, heat flushing through her veins. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. it's, Why? it's interesting to me because I feel like Centara and Murkor were the least interested in sex of the the bunch. Yeah. But now but that they've seem... suddenly like grown like another two feet or whatever, they it's like, well, we're the prettiest, so <laughs> that's <laughs> We're the closest to real dragons. Yeah, it's like it's like high school. It's like, well, we're the two prettiest people, so we date even though we have nothing in common. <laughs> yeah. I I also think it's like it's interesting that Murkor seemed to be much more mature as a serpent. Than oh, he is now tired. He was so sad and tired, and like... he was sad and t- <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he just seemed old and tired. <laughs> are going to be after quarantine like these dragons. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, indeed. Well, we do still have that serpent, you know, tangle cosplay on the docket, so we got to stay out of the hot tubs, you guys. <laughs> I just I can't believe that it was like I think it was a way to be like here are the names of all the dragons and here are the dragons that are boys and here are the dragons that are girls it was kind of like a roundup but it was really just you know yeah. also, also horrible it's just like look the dragons I, are also as I feel as like, their keepers I feel like yeah. we talk about the same like five dragons over and over and I don't know any of the other ones yeah That's there's fine. definitely there's definitely make... dragons that they have literally never said their name in the text, just like, like the keepers. keepers, yeah. Like we've never it's heard like those them actually speak. <laughs> right. Yes. I don't know what their names are. <laughs> Look, I have been watching simultaneously the American, the Brazilian, and the French Circle all at once. And I have <gasps> to tell true? you, I have to tell you that there are some people's names that I know, and some people who are irrelevant. And I feel like this is. <laughs> The same. Yeah, I'd be the irrelevant one. <laughs> is it true the American circle is the kindest? Uh, yeah. Oh, that feels good. They are uh-huh. nice. The Brazilian one is the most dramatic, the meanest. Ooh. They are mean to each other. I and would love that too. The French one, they were just loud. They weren't necessarily Uh-oh. mean, but they were very loud. They yelled constantly, screamed. And I was like, how can they all not hear each other? 
<laughs> it's like you just hear someone be like, that's not who I expect to hear. They must be a catfish. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to <laughs> derail us. But that's what I, I you know, it's like. I, I, in my mind, each of the dragon has dragons has like a little card, and it like comes up in my mind, and it's like blue. You know the name of their keeper if I happen to know that, how big they are, <laughs> and how important they are. Cards. If I made flashcards, yeah, trading cards. And there's only five, so the rest of them are nothing, irrelevant. But yeah, I didn't really expect Mercor to be the, like, horniest boy. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, I mean, I know Centara like, has a thing for him, because she's always, like, protesting too much about how she'd never give in to him, but it always seemed, like, out of the blue, I'm like, Mercor is not doing anything that would suggest you should be reacting to him this way, like, where I is mean, this coming from? in Centara's defense, that's the best way to be. <laughs> Who's that mysterious one that's not trying in the back over there? That one. <laughs> not naming any names here, are we? <laughs> Just saying. Mercor mm. won't embarrass you. Uh, so, yeah, so they all want to do her, which is a little... Her and Thymara are the same. Mm-hmm. Also, remember at the end of the last book, it ended with this triumphant, like, Centara spread her wings and took off. <laughs> and then the immediately st- crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, and they're talking about all the dragons that tried to fly and crashed into trees. <laughs> <laughs> into the river. <laughs> and Hebe's just like, you gotta try my run and jump method. It's great. It works. It's awesome. There's two more books. The dragon still can't fly. <laughs> Make it too easy. Yeah, I don't know. I felt really bad for Centara though, because she obviously she has like a pride thing. Like that's her big, you know, character flaw, and it's why she's not trying to like grow her wings or exercise them or anything. Because she's like, I don't want to look stupid. Um, mm-hmm. But and then so like everybody like got to be in on her dream. And, you know, she caused a big ruckus, whether she meant to or not. Well, that's like, <laughs> like that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely, yeah, that's the, the downside of telepathy. It's like, mm-hmm. pride and telepathy can't possibly exist in, like, at the same time. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, everyone's just going to know you're fronting or they're going to know you're embarrassed. And that's mm-hmm. just, that sucks. Yeah. But still, that's. You gotta tr- at least try to fly because at least you could be. No one else can, right? So you gotta at least try. Yeah, like everybody else looks just as stupid right now. They're they're too worried about not crashing into the tree to even notice like whether you look dumb or not. So just this flap them wings. Flew first because she didn't care. Exactly, just flap them wings. Keep flapping them until you lift off into the sky, and then you can leave them assholes behind. Like then right, you can go and be- Hebe had Rapscal who was probably like the best cheerleader ever just like it's yeah. great that you fell we're gonna keep falling yeah like you only have to you have to you have to just fall forward hebe like 39 more times to go girl you got this you got mm-hmm. this that's great girl 38 more falls 
I feel like we have switched from a focus on the keepers to a focus on the dragons because especially in this last book the dragons were kind of just there mm-hmm. so now now we've got I mean you know we've got Cedric and Carson is kind of like okay that's established that's a thing so we can like move on and spotlight our dragons a little bit more now that we're mm-hmm. in a place where they're not just swimming <laughs> yeah that's why we're like and let's Give everybody else POV. Right, but then we have to... There's so much dragon sex, and it's not okay. No, it's really not. I would like to stop immediately. (laughs) Thank you, yes. It's super nice to see that they're probably not going to just die out, though, too. Mm. Is it, though? I mean, mean, they they can all start killing each other. (laughs) I mean, they, they appear to be improving throughout. Which is better than what they appeared to be at the beginning of that first book, where it was like, okay, yeah, they're just going to fucking die. I don't yeah, know. Like, I don't see them actively turning into boats. I don't think, I don't see them actively just sitting there dying. They're yeah, getting I mean, like, bigger. They're learning to fly. They're, how, how cool is it that they can be born like closer all deformed to and like lopsided and that just magically grows out with a little exercise? Who yeah. knew, guys? And sunlight. some bullshit. <laughs> That's a, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. I don't know what that's. I mean, they're dragons. They're not people. They have different different rules. But it's a little like yeah. You can overcome your limit. It's like mm, I would have liked to have seen them be cool dragons and like confident dragons without completely changing physically into perfect perfect dragons, right? Yeah, or maybe not like so, quite so handicapped to begin with, just sort of like weak and puny. But like it's a, it's plausible that they they could go from being sort of sickly and and limp wristed to actually like buff and strong. Right, it's little, like when like, you have like a full, yeah. yeah, when you have like a little full born with like their legs all like splayed out and soft, and they have to wear like little braces and yeah, but like Special you know shoes. practically missing limbs. Like that they're and then so they just withered grow and them. weak, and then they just, just put them under sunlight like a plant, and they just yeah. Like... I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, if Tintaglia shows up, is she gonna? We're gonna get her point of view, and it's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they're still <laughs> gross. What are these? What are these <laughs> deformed things? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's gonna say that no matter what, right? Because they're competition. She's going to be like, ah, oh, I guess I have to stick with Ice Fire. These are too deformed. Like, oh my god, look at that blue one. It's not even a good blue. <laughs> that I is the so. grayest dragon I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a corpse. <laughs> embarrassed. Are you embarrassed? <laughs> have you seen her lip gloss? <laughs> That's on a headband. I'm bad, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) On Wednesdays, we wear blue, but only me. It's just (laughs) Just the most brilliant blue. And I'm sorry, but you can try and get your knockoff blue, but everyone knows. Everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) So Cedric and Carson are happy, and Carson is... uh, 
slyly getting Cedric to pump up those muscles a little bit. (laughs) Bite that lip as he walks away. Watches it. Watches them walk away with his two sticks of wood. (laughs) (laughs) Two more than last time. Uh, It's one more than last time. It only took this long for Robin Hobb to write something openly gay. (laughs) And then we didn't have to read into anything to try to see it. (sighs) It's very nice. I'm so tired. (laughs) I did like the fact that they were like, we're adults and we use our time responsibly. So when we go and have a little, you know, interlude... It's fine. But those kids, they need to focus on their studies. I know, he's always so offended by Davy doing anything. He's just like, oh, why? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, and Cedric's like, aren't we hypocrites if we say this? He's like, no. <laughs> we're grown-ups we're grown-ups they're just horny and also i've been wanting to do you since the second i saw you <laughs> they're always in the woods collecting wood and they just never come back with all that much so they're sure. always pulling their pants up Stop. <laughs> i just this is this this particular chapter so horny like she just she went for it hob was like what are all the things like we're gonna talk about musk we're gonna talk Ugh, about sex dreams word. we're gonna talk <laughs> engorged crest this isn't even episode oh, 69 <laughs> it's just like Horrifying. just when you think it's safe nope we're gonna do and these are all the all the keepers that are also banging we're gonna do a little bit of that at least most I did of think them I do it safe. off screen yeah no i think i think i think hob has figured it out at this point it's like okay we want to you know you lead us to the water and then you cut away and it's like okay i can fill in with like my non-cringe you know whatever like it doesn't have to be hefting or lifting these these books are by far the best sex scenes <laughs> yeah because we don't see like them. by a thousand percent yeah because it's just the lead up to it and then we we go away exactly exactly there's no awkward descriptions of where hands are going and yeah there's no Truly. fit sitting in bed with a dead rat dead afterwards. rat there's no animal commentary <laughs> <laughs> I love witnessing Robin Hobb become a master. <laughs> no hefty of breasts. Exactly. <laughs> There's no use of the word heavy. Which is oh workmanlike. Work- <laughs> oh, uh, they just, you they just go out to the woods and then they pull their pants up and it's done. <laughs> to see nothing <laughs> we love to see it we love not to, not to see it it's great less is more everyone's just grinning all the time <laughs> they all smell of musk no stop stop with word <laughs> what does she always call boobs globular round 
Yeah. Globulars only once, thankfully. There's something round. Synonym for and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Very just, AO3. They usually get weighed in the hands. One at a time. Hefted. They get hefted. <laughs> Lifted. Very important that it's one at a time. Oh, God. No one has an A cup, are they? No. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, Not how, these how, books. how big are Molly or whoever's, like, you know, pieces if, they're, if that's what's happening with them? Oh, Molly's got, like, 12 children, so... <laughs> so, like, <laughs> H or something? They've they got, require like... a luggage scale to get into <laughs> the aircraft. She's become the Earth Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Boobs with Bug Keep Radio. Boob Keep Radio. Okay, we can move on. We can move on. It's Keep Radio. You were worried this episode would be short. But let me tell you. We're 12. (laughs) Welcome to Keeper Radio, where all the keepers show why they don't have points of view. Because it's not worth it. (laughs) Boobs. (laughs) Jenny help. <laughs> lead us out. Lead us out. Get Only us one out person here. can save us from this. Get us out of here. Oh, where, where does this go? All right. Uh, chapter three, pathways. Um, so somewhere in all of that uh, Centara nonsense, uh, she told Thymara that she was hungry and that she needed to go hunt. So Thymara's off hunting. And because Carson said they have to use the buddy system now, Tats is along for the trip. Oh, joy. Um, what terrible thing will he say now? Um, while they walk, because the non-rainforest trees are not nicely connected, they discuss whether or not Kalsringa is going to be their forever home. Leftern had gathered everyone up the day before and asked if anyone wanted to go back to Treehog with him when he made his supply run and no one had volunteered. Thymara, <laughs> as per usual... Spends a lot of time debating it in her head. She kind of hates Centara and wouldn't mind ditching her, and like I understand. But she was also a lonely outcast in Treehog, and she kind of hates her mother, which also fair. Um, Tass points out that it's not like she could really go back with those wings she's got now, which brings up Rapskull, and now he believes that she will fly one day, which of course just stokes Tats's jealousy because he's a stupid boy. Uh, we also find out that Jared learned absolutely nothing from her whole pregnancy miscarriage ordeal and is just back to sleeping around, and I really hope that Tarman gave her some wizard wood for a belly button ring, or they happen to find some elderly condoms in the city or something. <laughs> um, in the end, Thamara decides that she will stay, but for herself, not for her dragon, or her friends, or the two dumb boys competing for her favor, but to make a place where she belongs. Good for her. Eventually, they come upon a moose of some kind, or a really large deer with flat, hand-like antlers. Um, and Thymara's lining up her shot and thinking about all of that meat, but whoops, Hebe calls dibs on that one and plunges down from the sky to chomp the poor moose in half. She and Tats back away slowly, assuring Hebe they won't interrupt her dinner, 
And uh, as they're searching for a new game trail, they have a little philosophy discussion about whether or not the dragons are animals. And I feel like Thymara missed intro to dragon classification 101 in the past two books because we've definitely heard this before. <laughs> dragons are decidedly not animals. Let's remember this for the last book now, kids. Um, they find a new game trail, but like his dragon, Rapskull ruins their dinner plans by popping up excitedly. Tats is not thrilled. <laughs> Thymara, on the other hand, just uses this moment to remind us of how hot Rapskull is looking these days. <laughs> uh, Tats stalks off to hunt alone, and Rapskull tells Thymara that he's got something nifty to show her in Kelsinger if she wants to come fly on his dragon with him. Thymara is excited about the prospect of dragon flight, but apparently Kelsinger was a big disappointment. Um... When they got there, apparently the keepers couldn't wait for their for a new dock or for their useless dragons to learn to fly, so they took their small boats um, over to Helsingra, and it was not as the travel brochures advertised. Uh, it was just big stone, big black stone buildings that dwarfed them, and no speck of life had been able to penetrate it in all this time, and creepy whispers to haunt them as they explored. Rap School naturally thinks it's the best place ever. <laughs> And everyone else was eager to get back to the other side of the river. <laughs> Meanwhile, when it comes to wannabe elderlings, no one seems to be worse off than poor Selden, who's still stuck in his miserable little cage. But the buyer is back, and he really wants proof that he could take back to his boss. Perhaps a finger or a toe. Selden is horrified. Do these people not understand that he's a human being? Apparently not, because Big Nose, one of his keepers, is ready to slice off a piece of scaly shoulder to, show, to offer the buyer. <laughs> In bird news, we've got a secret double-sealed messages being sent from Kim to Hess's dad. Apparently, Kim has got a side gig trying to get him information about Elise and the Tarman, and they're going to set up a pricey, non-sanctioned P.O. box for him to receive the messages in the future, because people are starting to get suspicious. Scandal. I knew Kim wasn't trustworthy. Hmm. Alright, so we're still here on... <laughs> hmm. Preteen dating island. <laughs> yep. It's still here. It's still happening. They're, sti they're still just horny 24-7. <laughs> they have been for two and a half books. They will continue to be so. I mean, obviously, these books are not designed to be read all at once. Like, we are reading... <laughs> This is supposed to be a nice reminder of Yes, the I did leave out the part where Tamara thinks again about all the rules from Treehog that she would be breaking if she slept with Tats or Rapsclaw, and I was like, ah, this is not important. Yeah. <laughs> We've been here and done this. It's supposed to be like, oh, it's been a year or whatever since you last read this, and I'm going to remind you in case you've forgotten. Um, also, would make a great television show, because think of all the cuts and all the link the, the glances the kissing, the angst. The only thing that it doesn't have is cool outfits. But. Because their clothes are dead. Because they've got scales. But you could replace the cool outfits with hot bods. Yeah, so. no. If uh, enough muscles equals a cool outfit. Right. For sure. <laughs> right. Still so. has texture with the scales. Yeah. People could have really cool hair, like. like when I was 15 and watched uh, Tribe, thought everyone had cool hair in that, <laughs> which is a Kiwi show about kids who live in a mall. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of it. I just... It's awful. <laughs> so bad. Uh, but, you know, they lived inside a, a Hot Topic, so they all had cool hair. 
I did too. That's amazing. That's where the best hairdressers are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yourself. You just buy jugs of manic panic. <laughs> What's another gauge? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, a little bit more of, of this repetition, but, you know, we've gone from the dragons now to the keepers and Thymara, and she's she also can't fly, and she's also having her own issues with these guys, and at least Nortel's gone away. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard about him in a bit, so that's great news. <laughs> I, th- I think he was trying to swoop in on Jerd, and it sounds like that's working out for him. Yeah, good for yeah, him. Yeah, because she's back it's on the market. Great, have fun. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they've all gotten a talk. Like, Carson has talked to them, right? Like, he doesn't just <laughs> look at them disapprovingly. Like, he sat them all down and was like, okay. I think that, what was the lady's name who has been through it all? Bellin. Bellin. Yeah. Bell yeah, it was Bellin and what's her husband's name? Swarge. 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 <laughs> Bell- <laughs> Clearly Jerd did not listen to any of that. Yeah. Yeah, you would hmm. All you need is the bladder of a sheep. <laughs> there are no sheep here. Uh oh. Well I guess that's I mean she it. she gave birth to a serpent. <laughs> she'd be you a think she bit... would want to find a sheep? Well, she you didn't think that look she at would it. Want to do something different with her life? She didn't look at it, so she maybe has uh, saved herself some of that traumatic imagery. But she's also probably looking for emotional companionship. You know, like her boyfriend went off and died, and I think she's looking for a Hitachi magic wand. <laughs> Well, she's got to get over to Kelsingra. It's that. It's the third building towards the back. <laughs> Best vibration. <laughs> the store. Um, this is really mean. But did anybody was anybody besides me surprised when just when she was described as being a very pretty girl? Because I kind of remember yeah. her being described like, like a frog. Like, oh, there's Jared. Wait, she sort who? of looks like oh, a frog. Jared. Jared. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think that was Thymara being insecure. Okay, uh, maybe. And now she's like, okay, it's fine because she's like being insane. Well, maybe she's becoming more confident in her own self little by little and is able to acknowledge when other people are attractive. In ways that she's not. Because I remember she was looking at all the other girls like, oh, they're not like me. They have blonde hair and, mm-hmm. you know, smooth skin. and Well, she also has all the boys competing for her now. So I, I don't think she's as... Now she's just annoyed by it. Well, maybe that has... Like, like the dragons, maybe she has internalized that admiration mm-hmm. uh, as external validation. Not necessarily healthy, but good for the ego. Yeah. And I think the reason Nortel's gone is that Rapscal came back. Because pretty much everyone agreed that, like, Rapscal kind of had dibs. Except Tats. He's the only one who's, like, not willing to let it go. But everyone else is like, well, I mean, if Rapscal's back, okay, (laughs) we can't compete with that. The hottie with the body. (laughs) (laughs) The kid... (laughs) With the, I don't know. The comeback kid. 
the comeback kid. Oh, well, that's good. In this corner. The kid with the bid. That's what I wanted, not squid. Oh. <sighs> I just do wish that they would. I mean, like, Rupskill doesn't necessarily, like, he's, like, really honest about it. He's like, yeah, man, let's go. But if not, we can just hang out and go to Kelsinger and look at look at stuff. And it's Tats that kind of like reframes everything. And yeah, I just wish that they'd all just stop. You know, <laughs> see to their studies. Um, did anybody? Well, I thought it was hilarious um, when Tats was like, "Oh yeah, I totally see Centara mind controlling you because you zone out and then talk about needing to go hunt." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "No, it's just how I get away from you." <laughs> Like, yeah, that, that, that was that's really funny. <laughs> every time yeah, I'm every time terrible. I'm forty, you walk away. I wonder what that is. Probably mind control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what do we think that Rapscal found that he was like so hot to trot to show her? Because he's like, I found us. I found us. Like, that's what he said. Like, what does that mean? Is it, like, a statue of, like, Dragon Boy and Wing Girl or something? He found a sexy statue where they have sexy memories. (laughs) I assumed it was the statue he's looking at in the next chapter. I mean, yeah, I, I, I assume so, too. And I assume it's, like, some sort of memory or vision or something. But of what? I don't know. Kissing. No. Uh, so I don't really understand the side gig. Explain it to me like I'm five. They're funneling secret messages. I guess so. From, but not from the Rain Wilds. Wait. So was this at the end of chapter three? Yeah. Because I got. I have something very similar at the beginning of chapter four. So, it it is technically at the beginning of chapter four, but we've been doing the things that come after the chapter, so I did it. Oh. Well, this is the funniest part of my whole section, so I'm (laughs) going to repeat what you did. Okay, well, explain (laughs) to me like I'm five. Well, should we talk about Selden, or are we we done talking about Oh, no, we could talk about Selden, I'm sorry. He doesn't have a tail. I don't know what there is to talk about. (laughs) Well, he's not going to have a scaly shoulder in, like, a few seconds either, so. Is it necessary that all of our faves be tortured? Is it necessary? Yeah, like, that was why. At least he didn't lose a finger like his brother and become another nine-finger slave boy and throw off all the prophecies, but. Maybe, someday, soon. (laughs) I mean, name a Hob character that hasn't been tortured. I'll wait. Uh, uh... Carson. Uh, He's Milo tortured the by Milo the Goat. Milo the Goat better never be tortured. <laughs> That's why Milo the Goat wasn't written into a Robin Hood. <laughs> if, if Milo the Goat was in a hot book, Tintaglia would eat him. Oh, Paragon no. would have drowned him. Milo. Stay out of Whoa. stay out of Robin Hobb's world. Well, yeah. I'm really having a hard time coming up with a character that hasn't had to <laughs> something. I feel like Rain is fine. 
That was I a mean, pretty freaking traumatic existence. He yeah, had to he hang. Tortured. He had. Well, he. I don't know. That's. It was sort of torture. His legs went numb. He was bruised. He was. He, he was rode on a dragon for like a week into the ocean. In his thirties. <laughs> just that's just what it feels like. Yeah. Which is like seventy for them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Rain wasn't that old. He was like twenty. <laughs> it wasn't a total creepy weird age. They die at like forty. He's basically dead. I feel that. He's an elderling. He'll be <laughs> fine. He's an elderling now. Fennel was not tortured. But uh, with no pets, maybe. No pets. Ah, oh, uh, fuck. He Loss got of me. lap. Loss of lap. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> what was Hap's can... girlfriend's name? Loss of Hap. Oh, God. Svanya. Svanya. Svanya had a great life. Yeah. She did the torturing. She married that <laughs> hot little pirate number with the earring. No, she didn't. But, oh, no, no, she, she didn't. married. She, she married guy. some old guy with money. Yeah, that's true. Forgot about her. Ugh. Um, you could do you know those little memes where it's like, is your child reading blah blah blah, and then they take all the acronyms from the oh yes, they oh. Turn them into stuff. <laughs> you got LOL down, so now you got to do the others. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't know. I get it. He's got to be taken off the board. So they're doing this shit and we know him from the other stories. So we care that he's being mistreated by the Chelsidians, Chelsidians, Chelsidians. And I guess we also like want there to be a war with them. I don't like, I don't want there to be a war. I want them all to die. There's always war with Chelsid. (laughs) There is. There doesn't have to be. They could. I want Tintaglia to make herself useful and go rain acid spit down on them and melt them all. Jack well, appears to ones... have had a pretty good life. Only, only the ones in Jack power who were like life. ruling by fear and, you know, telling like kidnapping families and being like, we're going to kill your children if you don't do what we want. Kill them. But like the people getting tortured and, you know, coerced that way, they're okay. They're just trying to save their fucking family. Well, yeah, like 75% of Chalced are like slaves and they don't, <laughs> they don't deserve to get eaten by dragons or yeah. burned by dragon fire. Okay. Burn the Duke. Yes. Just the Duke. He doesn't even have All his sons are already dead. About. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I think. I mean, obviously, I hate Chalced. Like, I know there's, like, the game where it's like, oh, we're of your favorite book series. Where do you want to live? And, like, none of my favorites. I don't want to live here. I don't want to live in Westeros. I don't want to live in Randland. Like, all those places are (laughs) war-torn and horrible. So, but if I had to choose in Roteland, obviously not Chalced. Like, there's no Chalced section at Roteland. Oh, no. we just we wiped it off the map. It's the parking lot. Like it's the parking. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, yeah, there's probably a reason we don't know the name of any province in Chalced. It's the dated hotel that we'd rather forget. It's the off-campus hotel that you book if you <laughs> can't afford our cheapest option, which is obviously camping. Rooms haven't been updated since women couldn't own credit cards. 
you know, we'll see how that goes. But they touched the hairs and the scales on Selden's pretty little head on his long neck. And they'll pay. <laughs> They're going to pay. I hope they pay. I hope Sintaglia answers that uh, that message. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So explain to me like I'm five, Eli. You're, you're going to get it in the next chapter. All right. <laughs> that's what we're starting with. That's, that's what, what we're doing. Saying. All right. So I'm going to redo this bird mail. And chapter four. Yeah, chapter four, the beginning of it. And so Rachel was asking for to me to explain it to her like she's ten. So to me that's oh, Gen Z. Today. I don't know I don't know what ten year olds are, but I'm gonna assume it's Five. Gen Z. Um so anyway in a revolutionary move, bird. Are you mail, doing a TikTok dance while you explain this to me? Yes, it, just just imagine it. Um it's marvelous. Bird mail it's in terrible. the beginning of this chapter. Instead of the end of the chapter. It's pretty good. Um, that's not a sentence. Anyway, in in this time, we're in the nefarious underbelly of the Postal Service. We'll call it the dark web of the Cursed Shores. A shadowy figure logs onto a computer and taps furiously at the keyboard. I'm in, he whispers. Next door to a secret Bitcoin-only auction for stolen Pokemon cards, we find... The double encrypted message from a bird keeper, Kim, to Trader Finbach. Not Hest, mind you. Daddy Finbach. <laughs> and we now know what is going on with all these open letters. Kim has been spying on the Kesserick mail for Finbach with regards to the Kelsingra expedition. Kim clues his rich accomplice onto a better way to send secret DMs. Pleased with himself, he berates the fantasy Bezos for his spycraft faux pas and then logs off from the most hidden of websites. He then leans back in his gaming chair, uses hand gestures to turn off his turn on his stereo and closes his eyes. Eurobeat intensifies. That was better than mine. <laughs> we have to decide if we're gonna do bird mail at the beginning or the end. Of chapters. I didn't. I didn't realize it was going to be anywhere other than in the chapter that you were doing. So I would just. Well, I the just, thing is that they're they're technically at the beginnings of chapters. It's just before the actual chapter heading. But uh, it's like in the in like the the digital version. It is like the start of the chapter. Is yeah. It? In in the yeah. audio book, it's after so it I, says chapter four. It was like it did this after chapter. Oh. So maybe it's just a. Why? Maybe so, it's just so, part of the audio book. Is just this book is probably a different size than all the others too. If you buy it in heart and. <laughs> so we could start doing bird mail at the beginning of chapters now if we would like. I mean, because you didn't do the bird mail at the end of this chapter. But yeah, maybe no it's just weird mail. for me. Maybe there's maybe no I'm the only the person beginning. infected. What? The, there's no bird mail at the beginning. It's just a prologue. And then What's bird mail. Prologue, so I guess it's different. And then the bird and then the bird mail is literally part of the prologue. Maybe they did it wrong for the audiobook. I don't know. No, because it's like that in the in the digital version too. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to do. I don't care. 
Anyway. We'll all just do doubles. <laughs> See who does it better. Get <laughs> a competition. Oh, God, I wish I brought my glasses. Okay. Um, back in Kelsingra, Elise writes in her journal and describes in painstaking detail everything she sees in a generic, nondescript house. She flies here every day so she can uh, go on to write down as much as she can before the inevitable looters descend upon the city and ruin everything. By journal, obviously, I mean a scrap of cloth because uh, she's writing in diluted ink on just her clothing that's left over. And that's what happens when you use your actual journal as a diary for the first half of the journey. <laughs> Elise marvels at the city and how it appears that everyone must have vanished in about a day. The only sign that some cataclysm has occurred occurred is a giant cleft in the ground through the middle of the city which looks like some giant had taken an axe to the ground the chasm is filled with water and it appears to be extremely deep as if the cleft was opened up from under the ground while writing about the city elise finds leftron and they clop around together <laughs> they find a cool board with some stones and with runes on them and Elise says, gambling! And Leftron says, prayer! And one of those is probably right, so we move on. <laughs> to Elise's dismay, Leftron has gone back to Kasarik. Has to go back to Kasarik ASAP. They need more supplies. Just look at your journal. And the sooner Leftron goes back, the sooner everyone can get paid. And everyone can get moleskin journals and pigma pins, just like you want. <laughs> Surprisingly, Elise plans on staying in Kelsingra and not going back with Leftron. She wants to write about the city, and she doesn't want to encounter anybody who knows who she is. Smart choice. She even asks if Leftron can report that she's died on the trip, but luckily he talks her out of that. You gotta be alive to finish your work, Elise. I don't know when Leftron became haggard in my mind, but I guess that's... <laughs> what happened at some point as they walk around the city uh they feel the pool of the phantom city that lies underneath leftron explains how the stone works to show us the oh that's nope i don't know what that i don't know what i wrote down uh <laughs> They they Leftron explains how the so, the the stone uh, shows us the past, but in less detail than we've seen before. So I'll skip this. Uh, he adds that he thinks that the pull is harder when you feel alone. Skill seduces the lonely. I write. No one else wrote that. Uh, looks directly into the camera. I I did that. Um, <laughs> Wow, I'm <laughs> I'm pulling a real Joey here. Okay. <laughs> uh, the two wander around getting home. Uh, the two wonder about how they're getting home because it's late. Leftron says, don't worry. Rapscal is the most responsible keeper. He be air is always on time. Just then, they see Rapscal in the distance. What is he doing? He he's touching an elderling statue. He's drooling. He's smiling into the distance. Saws tits and or cock, shouts Leftrin. He succumbed to the siren's call of the city. <laughs> Leftrin wakes 
the youth and Elise thinks he's high as a kite, but I guess that's just the skill life for you. Finally, Rapskull wakes up and abruptly thinks, hey, why aren't we flying home? We're, it's pretty late. Uh, Lefter asks, do you want to drown in memories or be lost forever, you dingus? And Lefter, uh, and Hebe is like, yeah, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> I'm down for it. Uh, and he says, I'm an elderling and it's okay. That's what we do. We get high as fuck on the stone. <laughs> anyway, they all hebe back to camp one at a time and nobody learns any lessons. The end. <laughs> So I guess we know what Rapscall wants to show Thymara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it like a bit like the dragons, like the elderlings need to, new elderlings need to download the memories of like all the old elderlings so that they know how to do stuff? I was thinking about that too, that it's sort of like a parallel where the the way the dragons have those ancestral memories, it's like the elderlings um, set up a system so they could do it too. Right, like like the Matrix, so they they don't have to. So because they're elderlings, they can handle it, and they're not going to drown. They're just right, and like dragons, download. dragons have no patience. Right, they're not going to wait fifty years for you to figure out how to do everything. So <laughs> you can just catch right. up. Like you need to make me the magic worming stones now. Get to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought they did all of this as art. They're just like they can't. Everything, everything can't art. be art. Everything can't be art. It the can building be is if art, they're, the if statues fucking, art, the dragons elves, are art, the window is art, the table is art, the map if you're, is art. If you're elves and you're bored and you d- you're there for thousands of years and you don't care, maybe it's art. But is your, but don't you know. don't sit in your house and just look at art. <laughs> you have stuff that could be mistaken for art that is actually has other other uses, entertainment. Well, yes, like I'll, I'll take can... that. I'm so talented that everything I do could be construed as art by those who come bef- come after me. But I'm it thinking, like, think about on it, the like, museum that steals it. Your kitchen table, your television, your computer, your microwave—like, guess they could be art if you're an alien and you come to Earth. Those but, things are in museums. Yeah, so they must be art, but they're not. They have uses as well. So I don't know. I'm not. Just, I'm not a hundred percent behind just, this whole like everything the elderlings do is art thing yeah like just picture rivendell i mean that everything there looked like it was art doesn't make it so right like what is this this is a but really why would you pretty... leave your memories of everything everywhere because they wanted... don't i don't think they had a choice i think the skillstone just sucks it out of their head <laughs> well that's a, that's a different twist than like the uh the the stuff Leftrin was saying it was like oh there's that there was that one dirty stone or it was like this you know elderling player like you know I, and by the way I hope it was a woman like that wasn't specified and I really hope it was a lady player <laughs> <laughs> with all her conquests that would be epic <laughs> wasn't in the short story though wasn't it like that they had done it because they knew that. Things were going to end or something. And yeah. they wanted to put yes. all their memories in there. Right. So. so we may be looking at like a very specific time. It might not be. It might not be like 300 years of history. Or 3,000 years of history. It could be like 30 years of history or something. So yeah. That part's not known. And I think Elise has a lot of work to do. But it could be like messages in the stone for 
people who are elderlings to be like, you need this information and you should take it. Right. It would be nice if, like, when they accessed it, it was like, hey, I am Joey Elderling. (laughs) And the year is, you know, whatever this year is. And I'm going to teach you how to... (laughs) How to make a flame jewel. How to make a flame jewel. (laughs) Yeah, like it's some it's like something instead of it just being completely random. Like everyone just I don't know like that went it's outside necessarily and, like, random. It seems like oh, there was a festival going on. Let's record everything. But why that festival and not any of the other festivals? Why it seems it just seems like everyone like got up, ran outside <laughs> and just like downloaded something cool like what's the coolest thing you ever did put it in the stone (laughs) (laughs) you did a kickflip put that in the stone stone. i mean when when fitz was there it was like a festival and then a dragon landed and then drank from the pool same i think it's the same memories it's just it's all just like happening in a loop yeah. Well, I think like it's like Westworld, also, you know. Yeah, also when Fitz was there, it also it had this idea that it wasn't like any specific thing. It was like this is what happens in this area and it's all like because it's happened so many times, the the, the stone itself, this area itself has a memory of what happens here and so it gives you kind of like an example. But now we know that it's actually it's very specific memories. At least that's the way I interpreted it. I don't know. I feel like there's just kind of a subtle rewriting of, like, what was sort of set up previously. You mean, like, I just stranded a dozen people who don't know how to survive, and maybe it'd be nice if they could (laughs) make a living. (laughs) How do I do that? There's no schools here. (laughs) What do I do? They gotta download the syllabus from Elderling 101. Helicopter piloting. Uh, I was CD-ROM totally. Installation. I was waiting for them to find where Fitz had been in that tower. The map, the map room. tower. Yeah, with the like charcoal drawings. Well, I <laughs> guess like Fitz and Verity had been in that yeah. tower. They're gonna be like, this room smells like bo. <laughs> Some stinky motherfucker was in here drawing. I would like Elise to go up there. She would certainly be able to see the city. It's true. I'm surprised she hasn't gotten to the map tower yet. The cut, right? The the, <laughs> the actual the fold. The fold <laughs> filled with water. So did it? Did the city split in half? Was it a volcanic? I mean, there's no evidence of a volcanic eruption. It's just like the whole city just kind of split. So do you think that like something happened where like the font of skill just came out and then like everyone just kind of like ceased to exist? Two dragons decided that they were not speaking to each other, and so they drew a line down the middle of Kelsingra (laughs) and divided it into. They got you have to stay on your half, and I have to stay on mine. (laughs) directly into the skill river (laughs) it is interesting because when they were traveling up the river they said that the the, you know the acid water from the eruption didn't come from the direction the kelsingra is right right maybe it was just like an aftershock 
Like my my assumption would be that it's coming from this crack or whatever. But well, also like Kalsingra itself wasn't really that. Like besides the crack, everything else seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's like these like little settlements that were downriver got fucked because they had already started to build underground and all of that shit got like flooded. But Kalsingra itself is fine. Seemingly. Like if there had been, even if there was a terrible earthquake there, which I don't think there was because all the buildings are standing, you would have been like, "Why well, is everybody gone?" Yeah, where'd everyone go? They melted into the stone. I, I think they might have. <laughs> I think they. Uh, I think that Skill River. I think the Skill River crossed into the the actual plane for some reason. Hmm. Uh, do you think that the gambling game that they saw was snakes and foxes or whatever? That's really I thought fine. it was the stone game. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> snakes and boxes. Snakes and foxes. Wheel of time. Leave me alone. The stone game. That's how, and that's how uh, Fitz learned all of his. Uh, runes. To keep the keep the skill river out of his head. Mm-hmm. But also so he can like recognize runes when he looks at the pillars. It's the same. Um, and then also remember that the people in the mountain kingdom have seemed to have preserved some of that knowledge. Like they know what the, like Katrakin knew what the runes meant already because they used them. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there were people, maybe not elderlings that were up in Kelsingra that like fled. Hmm. Possibly. Well, well if they I mean, fled it's through the, the stones, then they would have been closer. Is that the la- that's the language that the Out Islanders speak with, right? Or they that's what they write in. No, they it just I think it's similar, I but they have their own runes. Yeah. Different runes. Because the islands themselves are called the God's runes. God's runes, yeah. I th- I think probably because of the skill pillars, right? True. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, everything was connected, so it could be the same language. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it. I think that they're definitely all connected for sure. Uh, what else? Oh, Elise doesn't want to go home. Shocking. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> but how is she going to uh, divorce her husband if she's? Yeah, I mean, at some point you gotta go back and like serve them papers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not gonna get anything. She's not gonna get that ten percent. She doesn't necessarily no. want anything, but she might just want to officially. She just wants to be free. Yeah. Yeah. She and Cedric have both found better boyfriends, and they just want to break ties. Right and. 
you know, you also don't want Hess to be able to take all the stuff that's not his that was yours, like knock on her parents' door and be like, right, yeah, give me half your shit. The first time I read chapter four, I thought that that um, read. The first time I listened to chapter four, I thought that it was um, uh, the the Finbok was Hest, and that he had gotten remarried. When it <laughs> talked about Cecilia, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit, he's already remarried. That's crazy." But. Uh, blooper reel i guess i don't know <laughs> uh, did anybody read the uh, cast of characters and how it described reading coat as like hest's current paramour oh really no yeah really <laughs> cool i do not read this stuff i need to read this stuff the only the, they're funny. The only reason I thought about that is because it mentioned um Cialia Finbok or whatever and I was like, oh, who is that? <laughs> yeah, I read the dedication which was to the little red hen. Then I went Aww. directly went directly to the prologue. I love how miscellaneous characters Althea Vestra. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they just mentioned all those characters in that section. Elise could Karen Finbach, the dragon expert, gray eyes, mm-hmm. red hair, many freckles. <laughs> <laughs> what a description. I want to see how she describes Rapscal. Hot. A heavily marked <laughs> keeper. His dragon is the small red queen. Hebe! All in caps. <laughs> <laughs> is there a winky face after heavily marked? <laughs> <laughs> I love that Lecter has like a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> More than all the other books combined. Harrikin also yeah. has like a whole paragraph. It's weird. That's because they both mention each other. Um, I also didn't realize that Harrikin was 20. Yeah, he's older. Which is why it's weird that he's with Sylvie. Well, that's what Gruff designed. I know. Gross. Yeah, let's not. Let's not dive into that. Let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, all right, let's. Let's do our every episode props so this be my crew character introductions and exits i feel like most of our cast of characters was reintroduced but we also have uh seen the return of selden and tentaglia and icefire and tentaglia and icefire and we finally get a look see at the duke of chalced yeah black I think this is more we than we've ever seen of Icefire too. Well, yeah, he like actually talked, and it wasn't just like, "Oh my God, please let me die." It will also like <laughs> the least amount of description of how he smells ever since. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> 
somebody out the other day on Twitter was like, do you know that snakes have a smell? And I was like, let me tell you. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shady Business Adventures, who is being shady? Whoever's got Seldon. Shady. Yeah. The entire government of Chalced. Those people forced into attacking. Poppy Pinbach. Mm, yeah, and, that, and that narc. That him. fucking narc, Kim. <laughs> that fucking narc. <laughs> At least our suspicions about him from last time were proved correct. There was nothing innocent in that little, like, snippy. Don't you be sending private messages on, you know, other people's mail. <laughs> like, oh, are you, are you reading everyone's mail? <laughs> hey, now we know why. <laughs> right? Like, why did he even know? What a tangle. What are those dragons doing? Not flying. Not fucking. Having. Thank God. Musking. Oh. <laughs> They're setting boundaries. Slamming into the beach. And trees. And trees. Eating a moose. Being a taxi service. See, like, Hebe's eating well. Hebe's eating better than everyone else because she can fly. Because Hebe can fly. Yeah. But she's also an Uber. (laughs) She doesn't (laughs) mind. She gets to practice. That's true. (laughs) Boats, why are they great? Tarman didn't really get too much uh, No, we just know that he can't dock at Kelsinger. He's just treading water forever. Watching all these dragons learn to fly. Oh, <laughs> sad. Uh, dismantling the patriarchy, badassery, animal husbandry, and expired fashions from Jamelia. I liked the like, bun- all the armored knights in in the uh, oasis attacking. Like that was like a nice little fashion moment. I mean, they were all We have to horrible, take but... them where we can get them, considering everybody else's clothes are just, like, falling apart and Selden is naked. <laughs> like, st- <laughs> it's like, no one else even has clothes for them to be fashionable. Well, I, I did like that Carson was like, why aren't you making wearing that cloak that I made you? <laughs> the trick of, like, that stiff thing that you gave me things. It's not clothes. <laughs> reeks of dead deer. It's like deer cardboard and... that you wanted me to wrap around it's me. Like, it's like going to mood and just being like, give me that. That's just wearing it. Wearing <laughs> and it out. Just like I'll wear this adding, out. <laughs> adding some ties to it and like, you know, tying it around your Yeah. Neck. They have a whole section of hides. You just get one. And... They do. <laughs> would, would the lady wear this? like to wear it, wear it home? Yes. <laughs> remember if the duke uh was wearing anything specific i don't know i don't remember either yeah i guess i guess fashion's not big in charleston they suck so bad well i i can't remember if we need any content warnings but i will put them on there should there's a horrifying thing in a box but that's about it at least in chapter five okay all right i'll put that in there uh, all right, this has I feel like, been. I feel like my summary needs a content warming, 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 content warming, content warming, a little fire, <laughs> just to you know heat them up a little bit because they're going to get cold. 
It's going to be real rough. Uh, this has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa, and you can find me at alyssamaynard.com, and there you can find my email where you can email me about Paragon if you want to. <laughs> I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faceless Fry on Instagram, where hopefully at some point in the semi near future there will be fan art of Milo the Goat. Yay! <laughs> I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. And I'm Elena. You can find me at Moth Elena. And up top, you heard Joey, and he can be found at Uncanny Robot. I think he changed his name. Let me check. That is correct. I is that correct? It. Uncanny Robot. Yes. Um, okay, so next up will be a spoiler discussion of Dylan's email involving skill pillars. And anyone who has read through the last books can stay if they want. All right, well, I will talk to you guys next time. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. So does that mean I can stay? You can stay. Yeah. So we got an email from Dylan entitled Skill Pillars. Do you think the skill pillars were built exclusively by elderlings? The obvious answer seems to be yes, but then I'm trying to figure out why they'd build pillars in the six duchies. Elderling ruins seem to be pretty resilient, lasting at least in part for seemingly a thousand plus years after whatever cataclysmic cataclysm destroyed elderlings and dragons we see plenty of these ruins near the mountain kingdom on aslevial and in the rain wilds but i can't recall any in the six duchies we know the farseer's progenitors settled in the six duchies prior to the cataclysm but even so the stories have king wisdom going to the mountains to seek out elderling assistance implying that there are no elderling settlements in the six duchies Old skill scrolls explain how the pillars work, and at least a couple of the skill pillars are in the six duchies, meaning that Farseer's coteries definitely use them. Did they possibly build them? Not the Kelsingra or as, as Levial ones, but the ones in the six duchies. What do you think? Thank you, Dylan. You know what this reminds me of? Hmm. Is standing stones... Um, from different cultures across Europe that may or may not have been in contact with each other, such as the Celts and the Picts, and people copying what came before, and having their own versions of standing stones with their own languages on it. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if this isn't... It just reminds me of it, like, cultures having the same ideas but not having been in contact with each other like with just the schema of pyramids and that existing in 
Maya and Aztec cultures and in Egyptian cultures, and these like didn't have contact with each other. And that's what it reminds me of. It could be possible. Yeah, I think that's definitely the inspiration. And my gut reaction is that the elderlings built their cities where there were wells of skill. Like, whether that would be where they could mine it as skill stone, or if there was an actual skill river, well, whatever, like in Kelsingra. Kelsingra seems to be important for, because of that. Um, and everything else in the middle was desert, right? There was no skill there, so they didn't need to be there. And they built the skill pillars to connect all of their cities. So maybe you're right. Maybe because the six duchies traded with the gods' runes, they saw those and they were like, well, we want that. We could get mail that way. You could send runners to our, to, to, you know, to our area that way. And so they imported stone and built it. That makes sense to me. You want to have a relationship with somebody, uh, the ability to travel there, communicate. Yeah, I'm trying to it's remember. Like building a boat, but a pillar. Yeah, it's like phone lines, you know, like... <laughs> They installed the internet. I'm trying to remember when Fitz was in the room and he saw the map that had all the skill pillars marked on it. I mean, granted, that would have been like a later map, but and the map wasn't complete. Like we, it wasn't the whole world. It was just like that portion of the world. I mean, I guess the idea is that there are skill pillars elsewhere. I mean, I yeah, you'd, you would want to be able to travel wherever a seat of power or people is. And if elderlings are as obsessed with dedicating their daily lives to art as they seem to be, and we know that Kalsingra had a population of people who were not elderlings that lived nearby, that were farmers, that did all of that. If you lived in a place like as like Aslep, y'all, you everything would have had to have been imported. They were not. Statues was just their vacation home. Yeah, yeah I mean, was... like especially Aslep, y'all. Like, it, there's nothing and you like, can't do anything there. Without. Pastures to grow sheep for dragons. Right. Yeah. And maybe if you want to be like, look, you should let our dragons come and eat some of your sheep. You would have had to have negotiated that. And again, these people are not boat builders. They're not. I mean, I know you. I know there were rules about the skill pillars and you couldn't just go back and forth and you could only go in one direction and you could only do it like five times before you were reassigned. And But it, it seems like, yeah, if there are standing stones in weird places that don't seem to be connected to elderling cities like the six duchies. It's possible that they're there because they were trading partners or. So why were they in Chelsea? Cause they traded with them. Right. Who the elderlings? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Again, they're called Dukes, right? Maybe they were part of the six duchies. Maybe. They wanted to be able to get down there because that's, I mean, that's like a halfway point between the six duchies and Calcingra, like the long way around. 
and then the other way around would be six duchies and then like the mountain kingdom and then you hit south again to Kelsingra in the mountains. It's like a big diamond. Sideways diamond. <laughs> that's my only, that's my theory, Dylan. Tell us if you agree. That's all I got. It's a cool idea, though, because, like, upon first read, that's what you assume, is that the Elderlings built it. It's what came before. So it's a really nice insight and deep thinking further into the war of the text. Or Robin Hobb just was like, I need pillars here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we're getting giving Robin Hobb too much credit. <laughs> maybe we're deeper thinkers. <laughs> I need I need I've invented a technology for my book. I need pillars here. Places I will put them where I need them to be. <laughs> Maybe that's what we ask Robin Hobb if we ever meet her again and she'll be like, "Oh, um <laughs> much better than what is the ponytail look like? Is it a <laughs> Is it a bun? That was a valid question. Is it high? <laughs> is it low? Is it braided? Valid question. <laughs> Yeah, but I think this is actually a good chapter to bring it up because, you know, we did just see that there are old standing stones in the in the Duke of Chelsea's little throne room, so that's my theory. If that's it, I will bid you good night. Good night, sweet Rachel. Jenny and Eli, you have to say good night. I said good night. Oh. I did not say good night, I'm a bastard. Good night. <laughs> Good day. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. bye.